Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. This is terrible. What shall I do? What shall I do? Wait, I know. I'll call. Ape Man the Rescuer. Saving atheism, humanism, philosophical materialism, and postmodernism from observed facts, real science, and common sense. <laughs> Hello. Is this Ape Man the Rescuer? Yes, but my number is unlisted. Would you explain how you got it? What? Oh, I found it in an ad in the Journal of Evolution. Well, I guess that explains it then. So, what kind of rescuing do you need? Rescuing? Uh, yes, this is embarrassing, you know. But for years I've been teaching that the finding of junk DNA was the pinnacle of proof for Darwinian evolution. Yeah, so what's the problem? Uh, uh it turns out, you see, it's not really junk after all. So, what is it, really? It turns out that, well, at least from what has been found out so far, that much of it is an elaborate mechanism orchestrating when the gene-coded DNA is to be switched on and off. Hmm. Most of it, you say. What about the rest of it? There's so much that we initially considered to be junk. About 98% of the total DNA, uh, give or take. So far, I think about 80% of that non-gene-coding DNA has been identified to have purpose. Just how much does that leave? What? Oh, that leaves about 20% still undetermined. I say, couldn't you calculate that yourself? Er, uh, eight men aren't involved enough for higher math. Huh? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I should have realized. Oh, just forget about it. Well, look, I still don't see a problem. You've still got 20% junk there, and that's a lot of junk. Are you serious? I can't take that chance. What if it isn't junk? There's got to be a better explanation. Okay, okay. Plan B. Just start preaching the latest evidence with all those big words you just told me. Then say that it's the greatest new discovery proving evolution. But what will people say? Relax. The scientific community and the media always have your back. And lay people have extremely short memories. Why, you can even pitch this idea to PBS. Call it What Darwin Never Knew. I'll lay odds that they'll even make a Nova documentary about it. Do you really think it will work? Sure. What could go wrong? Thank you, Ape Man the Rescuer. How can I ever repay you? You could recommend me a good anti-itch powder. This ape-man suit gives me such a rash. Ape-man suit? Why, aren't you a real ape-man? You know, brought back from a deep freeze in Siberia? Like it says in your ad. Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What I meant was this suit I gotta wear over my ape-man kind of body. Yeah, that's it. My ape-man man suit. Uh, gotta go. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and our producer, Ed Salzaville, all directors at the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Thank you, Carl and Terry, both for 
putting together these new skits series that we're going to have with 8-Man. Y'all are going to hear enough about 8-Man to get sick of 8-Man over the the next few weeks. Really, I hear a couple of things there. What did you hear as you uh, did that? Well, it was just a skit to try to show the change in science. In other words, true science found that the DNA that was initially thought of as junk, in other words, when DNA was first looked at, it was looked at for coding for genes, coding for proteins. So if a particular area of DNA did not code for something that that could be measured, in other words, proteins, then it was considered useless or non-functional, left over, as it were. So true science stopped right there because to really look into something further, one has to have an open mind. And it would appear that many scientists had a closed mind and didn't even bother to look at what else the DNA might be doing in our cells. And so for several years, it went that this extra DNA was just junk and probably left over from our ancestors that we evolved from. And so the theory of evolution was an obstruction to true science, to real science, to observational science. And that's what the skit is trying to point out. Yeah. This whole discussion really should have gone away more than a decade ago. There's a reference in there to them finding that uh, at least 80% of the DNA is not junk, that it is functional in terms of check boxes and, and instructions on how to use the pieces that are coded for protein. A result of that research, if you really read the ENCODE research from more than a decade ago, was that it, at a minimum they've shown that 80% of it is functional, and their feeling after looking at the data they had was that as much as 100% of it would be coded. That's a huge problem for the evolutionists. Their theory, is if everything is just random and things are just being cobbled together by random processes, there should be a lot of junk in there. There should be a lot of missed happenstance combinations. And so the fact that it's 80 to 100% functional is great for the creation side, for it being designed. And it just sends a dagger into evolutionary theory. Terry, what do you think on this subject? The Darwinists always, 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 always have a rescue. That's, uh, they always have some nice story. But is anyone asking, when they come up with these nice stories, is anyone asking, is it plausible? Is there any observable evidence for this explanation? And is there any accountability for the claims that the Darwinists are making? Ken Miller. He was one of the scientists that was proclaiming junk DNA, or what was thought to be junk, as proof of Darwinian evolution. Which it could be if, if it were true. Right. And yet he was proclaimed in, in this one PBS special, uh, PBS Nova special, Judgment Day Intelligent uh, Design on Trial. He was proclaimed to be a hero and some proclaimer of truth that is the one that showed that intelligent design was false. Because of the junk DNA being found. Well, he was talking that PBS special, they were more referring to the chromosome fusion. But yeah, he was also at that same trial, he also was credited for disputing what he had to say about talk about this on an eight man rescuer skit, but he's credited for treating what uh, 
Behe had to say about the bacterial flagellum anomaly. So, so he was proclaimed as some kind of hero at this Dover trial, but he's one of the ones that got it all wrong all along or had it wrong all along on the junk DNA. Now, where's the accountability? Where's, you know, people going back and saying, hey, the, the star witness for the plaintiff in the Dover trial, he was wrong this whole time on a very important issue. Where's the reopening of this case and saying all of the evidence used to find in favor of the plaintiff has actually been falsified? It's very much like the, the monkey trials back in 1925 when one of the evidences for evolution was the Nebraska man, which stemmed from finding a single tooth and from which the uh, Darwinist at that point, he just essentially established an entire culture uh, living in Nebraska area with uh, men and women. They had a nice picture in a book, showed it a, a, an entire culture built around this one tooth, which was later found to be a, a tooth of a pig. And uh, unfortunately, no one ever had a major retraction that had no. a similar impact to the, no. the announcement. None whatsoever, and yet the implication was was in the uh, Scopes Monkey trial that they had found a complete find and, the, and they mm -hmm. didn't even go into that. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. Implicit in this whole discussion today is that the Bible infers or says outright that God created, that God designed. If we are designed, he doesn't make junk. He doesn't just throw happenstance things together. And in literal truth, DNA, the over three billion computer codes that are within a DNA molecule that make us, show incredible design. In, in fact, it's a level of computer coding beyond what we use in our modern computers. And this whole discussion is trying to trivialize that when they talk about junk DNA. Any other thoughts, guys? Well, again, it was that was that PBS Nova special, What Darwin Never Knew. Again, when they finally found out that the junk DNA was not really junk, they just turned it around and used that as how Darwinian evolution could work, now that they know it's not junk. So it doesn't matter what's found, you know, people are never held accountable, or the Darwinists are never held, held accountable, and whatever they find, it's going to be proof of Darwinian evolution. Yeah. What you're trying to get to is accountability, and, and what we talked about earlier was turning it around. Mm -hmm. It has now been established for more than a decade that basically is no junk DNA, that it's all functional. And yet, have we seen a retraction in the papers? Have we seen a debunking of that whole concept? No, it's still floating around out there. And that is a sad fact in a world created by God. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues 
issues from a biblical perspective. SABSA meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger and Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to the show anytime by going to the AM 630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane, and for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzwell, thanks for listening, and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible.